0: Welcome to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage.
1: My name is Heath Yearwood,
0: and I'm Amanda
1: Yearwood, and thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you.
0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Mission LHC. Uh, We've had a really good time recording these episodes and hope you've enjoyed listening to them. Now, I will say this, this week I was looking at some of our um, Podbean data and our um, website data, you know, really just trying to make sure that everything is posting correctly and that people are able to access it. But what I found was that we actually have some listeners all the way out and California, actually, quite a few in California and New York. Which I'm kind of undecided about that. Do you think that they are actually listening for content, or maybe they found something that's funny because of our accents?
1: No, uh, <laughs> with our grammar and accents and everything, especially <laughs> mine. I guarantee they think they're we, they got Duck Dynasty's uh, cousins on here, <laughs> and they're listening to it, and they're calling everybody in. So that's how you get more followers. <laughs> Uh, There are people from outside the country as well, I believe.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was quite interesting, which who knows how accurate that data (laughs) is. But, you know, it's fun to look at, and um, we appreciate you guys listening in. And uh, really, this is more for us than it is for anybody. We've had a really good time recording some of our funny stories, but um, sometimes it's just hard to know what direction to go into.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of times if y'all give us uh, some feedback again, some topics you want us to to, to cover, having something that guides you, it helps out a whole lot and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, You know, I've never been a good person with directions and we've laughed on here before (laughs) about my personality and uh, how that I jump in before I even test the water to see what it's actually like and then when it's cold I'm jumping out real quick. Well, that's kind of how we live life as well.
0: Yeah, we're pretty impulsive, which I would say our romance indicates that we maybe we should have known early on that we were a little too impulsive.
1: Well, <laughs> we were afraid to seek direction on it a whole lot because I'm afraid you wouldn't have uh, married me. Uh, so I, I made sure I got a ring on her before she could change her mind, <laughs> but uh. No, so today we're going to talk about, and I guess all the way back from our early beginnings in our uh, marriage and everything, you know, we, we have some funny stories that are evolving direction. Uh, you know, we, we talked about in one of our episodes about our honeymoon because I had to be back the next week for a oh, yeah. JV basketball tournament. Which well,
0: then it was called B-team. B- was the B-team? basketball yes
1: but you know that's too derogatory if you're a b team <laughs> you can't be b team now so it's a jv yeah. but um so we had you know Claybird and Kenneth campbell who well again we would like to get on here one day uh big mentors of amanda and i they had helped us out a lot and you know i'd coached with Claybird and played under him and everything and They would always go to the mountains, and they had the little uh, cabin that they loved to go to. It was by a creek and everything in the mountains, and they had told us all about it. So we uh, put a deposit down, and so that's where we're going to be honeymooning in in, uh, Mm -hmm. Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge. I can't remember. It was
0: in Pigeon Forge, but that's why we had Mm -hmm. our wedding was at 12 noon that day so that we would have time to get to pigeon forge and have a couple of nights before we had to be back
1: but yep so we have our wedding and all goes off well and uh we see everyone and i remember leaving kind of later in the afternoon so we head to pigeon forge mm-hmm. and we get there and it seems like it's the middle of the night i think it's probably around eight or nine o'clock probably <laughs> but um which now in our life is pretty much the middle of the night <laughs> well when, the when night. you're old but um so we start trying to find this place and it you know again this is uh many years ago
0: well this is definitely before siri and google maps I don't we didn't even have a paper map in the glove box, did we? You
1: no, know, and since we get there kind of late, we're afraid to call uh Claiborne and them try to find out. So we keep trying to find this place. Cuz
0: we sort of remember the name of the place we're going, but we sort of don't.
1: And it was like a hidden driveway kind of. <laughs> it was where you had to turn to actually go in. And so we were all over the place. No later on we found out, but but we didn't find that. So uh, we they, it was the offices were closed or wherever we couldn't get anyone to answer when we tried to call
0: from a pay phone mind you. from a pay phone
1: <laughs> and we finally see a like a billboard that we follow to this one place and we end up getting another uh, yeah,
0: a different cabin
1: and so that's our honeymoon now what was the name of the cabin uh,
0: the name of our little little cabin was Braveheart but do you remember it was like? 10 or 11 miles outside of the city, like up in the woods, and we're like, okay, are we ever going to find this place?
1: All I kept thinking, some of you that have been around a while, was Deliverance. Uh, if you've seen that movie, that's what I was thinking about as we're traveling into the backwoods of Tennessee to, uh, to go to a cabin. I thought, I grew up in Jones Chapel in Crane Hill. This doesn't look any different. But um so the that that had been a... Uh, a preview of what was going to come in our marriage
0: yes we should have known better then that was a really great example of when we should have been more prepared you know even if we'd just written down the name of the place it would have been so helpful
1: and i'm sure they had the address also I'm since sure they've they have had to pay bills before but <laughs> we were just so in love we was just ready to uh, be on with our lives ha- have our honeymoon and so on but um you know the thing about when you do make mistakes, you learn from your mistakes, and you go on. That's a sign of intelligence. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't think we ever have learned. Uh, we
0: haven't proven to be very intelligent. <laughs> no.
1: So uh, that kind of goes on. So after we survived our first year of marriage, we're going to celebrate. Uh, we go back to the mountains again, <laughs> and we are we go to uh, what. What's
0: your, I think we stopped in Chattanooga because I remember, well, we have some pictures we took in the aquarium. So we're making it, you know, just this whole trip. Now our pictures, let's set the scene there. We're in our matching windsuits um it is the early 90s
1: you would have thought that i signed one of these national letters uh, that the college guys are getting a sponsorship because one of them we have matching nike outfits almost on and then another one we're decked out in maroon and white i'm sure that i had it from coaching and she kept the book so we bought her one and so uh, I, i'll ask amanda did we have any other clothes because i don't think we did we look like we're playing ball for somebody but uh you think we would have learned our lesson the first time and had it mapped out that we're going on this trip. But honestly, the way Amanda and I have lived life, we get married within three months.
0: No, it was five and a
1: half. Five and a half, sorry. And then we all of a sudden just decide we're going on vacation, and we just take off. And that's how we've always done it most of the time. But I kind of learned that the hard way because my parents, one time I remember being a kid, and we decided we were going to the beach. And I don't remember how old it was, but my mom, dad, and I, we were in there, and it seemed like it was almost a 4th of July weekend, which wasn't a very smart thing as well. We traveled the entire uh, coast of uh, Alabama and Florida, stopping at every hotel trying to find out if they have a vacancy. And we cannot find one. We end up coming back and stay at Montgomery for about a night and drive all the way back home. So we went straight down, drove along the coast just to see the ocean, and then we come back. So I guess that's where I have uh, my learned behavior from.
0: So back to first year anniversary, we decide we're going to take a trip back to the mountains to revisit our honeymoon spot, and um, I guess we must have gotten bored in Pigeon Forge. I don't know why we decided to, but we just decided, hey, let's let's go to Nashville. It's not far. It's like driving to Birmingham.
1: (laughs) Well, it couldn't be real far. It's in the state of Tennessee, so you know, it's not like a state's big, right? (laughs) Right.
0: And again, no map.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so as we start on the road, you know, they at least do have the miles, and after we're on the road and we start looking, it's a long way from Chattanooga to Nashville. Uh, Uh Yeah,
0: Pigeon Forge, yeah. So like so fast forward 4 hours later
1: <laughs> and we arrive and in the meantime we stop in Hendersonville, Tennessee and TBN if some of y'all are all familiar with that it's like a Christian television network Well, we end up having, we see that, and we said, we've got to go look at that. We go in there, and it's like we're in uh, some knockoff heaven. (laughs) You've got all the brass and the gold and everything and the big hair and all the the pictures. We have some pictures of that that uh, we'll need to share that with you. (laughs) But uh, we end up eventually making it to Nashville, Nashville, and uh, we have some pictures where we are in there. We were looking through some old photo albums, and those of you that are Uh, old you know what a photo album is young people it's what you look through on your phone now for (laughs) pictures but uh so saying that you we should be able to plan a trip now and and have it all mapped out and you'll be happy to know this week we did want to go on vacation and we did at least check the places and locations on the computer so we 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 are getting a little bit better anyway
0: yeah well a little bit i mean it's just been a few years ago though that we took the kids, too. We decided one day that we were going to New York. So we decided about 10 o'clock that morning and uh, about 4 or 5 o'clock that evening, we were packed and ready to go. And we drove to New York.
1: <laughs> all night long. And, and we ended up arriving, but that ended up being a great trip. It really
0: was a good trip. So not
1: all of our spur of the moments have been crazy. Uh, we uh, we ended up, the closest we ever came, you know, I told you before we ever got married that Amanda got in a fight and I told her if she didn't talk to me then I wouldn't marry her and uh, I think she learned that lesson because a couple of years into our marriage we took the senior football players to Atlanta to go watch the SEC championship game and most of you know I'm five foot seven and you know weighed about 165 pounds probably at the time A little bit more now, but uh, I weighed that, and the game ends up ending, and me and another guy that's about my size. So
0: we're in Atlanta. In in Atlanta, in the
1: Georgia Dome. Well, it's a long way to go out the front door and walk around to the parking area that we are, and we are, me and this other guy, we can see our bus. Just right out the back of the Georgia Dome.
0: So, never mind the direction the rest of the crowd is going or the exit signs.
1: Right. So, <laughs> we say we can go this way. As we go out the door, the door's locked behind us. We can't come back through because we, st- we walk on down and go up a little bit. Now we're into a uh, barbed wire fence we can see our bus right on the other side of it but we can't get back into the building where we came from
0: i think the door we went out of was actually the the space where the dome receives like deliveries like the delivery trucks it It, was not a nice area and
1: uh not only did I have my wife? But how pregnant were you at this time? I
0: was very pregnant. I was, I know I was over seven months pregnant. And so, ladies, just you know, set that for you the swollen ankles. I've been sitting in a ball game, a bus ride there, sitting at the ball game all these hours. And now we've walked out the backside of the Georgia Dome where all we can see is fencing with the razor wire on the top
1: <laughs> and it was pretty dark as well yes, it was so sad. now we're walking through the atlanta downtown atlanta there in a, a bad area and we have to walk probably double the distance that everyone else <laughs> did to make a long story short she learned to talk real quick because during that time she wasn't very happy with me when <laughs> it, at that point So um, we eventually make our way back, and everybody else is waiting on us, and they don't know what in the world has happened to us. (laughs) And you think it gets better from that point. We get on the bus. She's tired from the 18-mile walk that we took her on. And then on the way home, if you've ever been on the interstates from Atlanta to Birmingham – it's a boom, 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 Ugh. boom the whole way she thought it was going to be a, a greyhound bus, then basically hear our just baby a glor
0: brain damage. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was basically a glorified school bus. So we tell those funny stories there a little bit. you know to be a little humorous about, you know, sometimes jumping the gun, not following directions, uh, not seeking guidance the way we should in some of our decision making. You know, um, I would like to say that it just stops with some of those kind of areas in our life. But a lot of times, you know, we we haven't sought God's direction like we should. Um, you know, I think a lot of that goes back to how we were raised. You know, I kind of come up again. We talked about my dad being tough on me growing up. You know, great dad. But I think a lot of times we were raised to, you know, you take care of yourself, be tough, you know, suck it up go on or whatever. And I think a lot of times we don't want to bother God about our small decisions in life, whether it's which door we should take or different things. We go to Him in the major decisions. But I think uh, God wants us to talk to Him about our small decisions and seek His direction on those things as well.
0: Yeah, I think, how many times do I compartmentalize my life and it's almost as, as if I'm saying to God, okay, God, I can handle this, this, and this. I only need you for these things because they're bigger than, I know I can't handle those on my own, but these things I can handle all right on my own, so I'll take care of it. And, you know, in reality, what... What the truth is, is that God wants to be involved in all our decisions in every part of our day, in every little thing and big thing.
1: You know, um, I think a lot of times if you're, I've, I've had a couple of you that's talked to me. We've got some newlyweds that are listening to this, and we've got some older people that have been married a lot longer than us that are listening. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you're at in life a little bit, your, your perspective is going to be a little bit different. If you are a newlywed, or if you're someone about to get married and you're listening to this, you need to seek God's direction in everything that you do. You know, before you buy that house, you know, before you even get married, I hope you've had the conversations of children. Do you want to have kids? And how long are you thinking before we have children? Because I think a lot of times people do like what we've talked about they jump in, you know, head first into the uh, water without checking the depth of it, knowing what's going on. That's where some of the problems and things in a marriage can take place if you've never had that communication about anything. And then all of a sudden, you, the guy realizes the woman doesn't want to have kids for 10 years. Well, that could be a big... Or the guy may not want children, and the the, the lady does.
0: And even when you do have children, do you agree on the disciplinary style? I mean, there are so many
1: factors and religion Mm -hmm. you know if y'all are from different religions or if there's a non-believer and a believer you know the bible does talk about being unevenly yoked and i think it's talking about like-mindedness with each other that we need to be but those things are some that can be some sticky points that come through um you know as you're making decisions but again we, we have to seek God's direction and what what He wants us to do, what His will is
0: right i think I think a lot about um, our pastor said it before, um, and it just makes so much sense to you know when you're faced with a decision, which you, when you don't know what to do or when you're in a hard place, um, there are three things that you can do. Number one, pray about it. Number two, read your Bible. What does the Bible say about it? And number three is seek wise counsel. So when you find yourself um, in a place that you don't know what to do, that you need some help, Pray about it. Read your Bible. What does God say about it? And then if you need it, find somebody who can give you some good advice. And you know, I think it's really a great idea before you get married to do some premarital counseling because somebody that's outside of that relationship can, can give you some good ideas of what you're going to encounter that maybe you haven't thought about yet.
1: And that's one reason, again, we're doing this podcast because just some of the things, you know, our silly stories and all that. But we try to hit something in each of the episodes that maybe you can take a little bit. You know, when I used to go to coaching clinics, uh, you might sit there for two or three days at a clinic and you may be there for eight hours a day. But if you could only come home with a couple of things that was valuable, then that's all what mattered. So hopefully some kind of advice or something that we give you. Uh you know as we started to have children uh we you know that that was one of the biggest things how many kids that we would have Mm -hmm. um you know we ended up having a boy first and then we had a girl so that's kind of what you would like but now looking back I would like to have had three children
0: oh yeah we wanted three and you know I remember that being one of our tough decisions we had to make and And when you get married, no longer are you making decisions just for yourself. You're making decisions that impact you and your spouse and your family. And so we wanted a third child, but um, we weren't at a place where we could have a third child. Um, I had uh, some health issues going on. And um, so we made the decision to only have two. And, And sometimes I wonder what it would have been like with three.
1: And you know, and you, you think about decisions we make, how it influences our lives a lot of times. You know, Amanda and I met on a blind date, as we talked about in one of the episodes. Well, what if my brother in law and sister in law hadn't fixed us up? Mm-hmm. What if somebody else that we were dating, if we'd have stayed in the dating situation with them, how would it impact everything afterwards? And a lot of times, you know, as we we start going in our lives and everything and something as a young child, we're, you know, you only thing we pray for our kids, we hope their decisions they make don't impact their future
0: negatively. Yeah. Negatively. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, that that's something that they don't want to hear, you know, I didn't want to hear about a Proverbs 31 wife at 16 years old. But that's what we pray for right now with the guidance for them mm-hmm. that they will seek his direction and not their own direction. And you know, and it's been amazing how in their lives that God has opened doors. Um, and, and you know, and
0: he's closed some doors. And he's okay. closed and doors. Okay. And mm-hmm.
1: as parents, we pray for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. They can't see it, but if you know that your children are out in the yard playing near the road. Uh, you're going to set boundaries. You're going to do things to keep them from being out there. You're going to give them directions. Don't go past the tree. Don't go past a certain point. And there are consequences if they do. Well, the same thing happens in their adult life as well, that we pray for God to close doors in their lives. But if we know something's not the best thing for them, if it's God's will, we want him to close doors. But
0: um, I find myself a lot lately, you know, praying this prayer you know we want our children to find you know that love that they that they long for but we want that future spouse for them to not not just meet our standards because our standards are nothing compared to God's standards and I want I want them to find that person that meets God's standards that's God's will for them
1: You know, in in our lives, again, some of the biggest things that looking back, you know, uh, I was in a, a training the other day and they asked one of the biggest questions. What would you almost tell yourself the 20 years ago? Is there any decisions that we've made or directions that we went in that we would change? And I can honestly say my career choice, I would not change anything. I believe it was a calling and a... Most people can't say that they love going to work. Uh, I, I actually do. Now, I enjoyed the classroom more as a teacher and a coach than I do administration because there's always a problem. <laughs> but I do enjoy administration as well because a lot of the people I deal with, they are hurting kids and the the got they have problems that we try to help and different things. But you see a whole different side, Amanda. In you know when we decided to build a house. Mm-hmm. That was a huge decision. We lived in a trailer, and I think that's probably one of those things that we would go back and change if we could. Uh, You want to talk about that a minute? Yeah,
0: I think, you know, in the rush of, okay, now we're married, now we're going to have kids, and, you know, uh, we're going to be working, and now we want a house, and we want all the things, you know, all the things that the world tells you that you have to have to be successful, Um, I think if we had that to do over again, um, we would have hesitated a little more. We would have paused there.
1: I think that's one of those situations that we jumped in for testing the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, We knew your salary as a teacher, my salary as a teacher, and what we had coming in. We could pay the bills. We could do that. But knowing now you would have rather had that four or five years with the kids while they were small... Than having to work and them staying with a relative or going to a daycare or whatever with that. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you're in that situation that that's a wrong decision. We're looking back from an old person's stand, looking back because you can't get those early years back. You know, I missed a lot of the early years we talked about with coaching. I wouldn't change anything again because I love coaching, and, and once my kids were up big enough, they were running around on the field and playing wherever I was or on the court. But there was a lot of times that I missed a lot of their lives at home. you know, And um, that's something I would probably like to change a little bit. I, I was coaching three sports most of the year if I could have done a couple of sports and maybe had one season off or something.
0: You know, and that that really kinda goes back into our whole theme here, love, honor, cherish. I mean, those are the years you're honoring. I mean, you're you're going I hate to say going through the motions, but you know, you're you you're on that schedule. You've gotta get this, gotta get this done, gotta get this, and you're going through it so fast it's like you don't take the time to stop and look from a wide angle lens of of this is what we've been blessed with, and this is what God wants for us or has for us. And, you know, I think—and maybe that's just because we're getting older, I start thinking that way. But but now I'm starting to really cherish those 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 moments, those years when the kids were little. And, and you know, they're not little anymore. Um, but those were some good times.
1: And I think that's why we've said this before, that people enjoy their grandkids so much, because they realize—we've said this in other episodes—that— some things we thought were important like this house that we had to be in living in that trailer wasn't so bad if we'd had the time with the kids and you know and then other decisions like uh, Amanda had accepted a job at another school system Mm and and you know, she was going to go to work there, even worked in the room a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah, I worked all summer. that Summer, getting my room ready. Yeah,
1: yeah and then a job <laughs> came open, uh, and they happened to be very understanding the place that she was at. But how would that have changed our situation if she hadn't have been there? You know, we've talked about her being such a supporting wife being involved in everything i've done we've been partners in everything from my coaching she was the team mom basically and as a principal she's a guidance counselor of course and she's done uh, so much there but she would also help my dreams with everything else from painting courts and walls and and scenes and everything
0: you know as much paint as we put on things over the years i wonder if we could have painted a stripe around the earth by now (laughs) Uh, I think we could have...
1: We would have been close. And uh, maybe we keep finding out all these things about paint with problems with lead and all that. That might be what's wrong with me. I'd have been a lot smarter. But the, she's had me doing a lot of painting over the years, but I figured out how to beat that. If you're not a real good painter... She'll just uh, basically fire yeah, you from let, it. Let me do it. Yeah, and she, <laughs> I can, I, I want to put it on as thick as I can to get one coat in, and she can take a half a gallon to make it paint a whole room. So, uh, you know, other things in our life that was big decisions that, uh, that God moved in. You know, I remember being a teacher and having a chance to apply for assistant principal, and I wasn't really thinking about administration at the time, but the opportunity came about. And I remember doing that, and I could still coach a sport. I couldn't really do everything I was, so I ended up giving up football. But that was kind of a hard thing to do, that and administration both, because you would deal with stuff all during the day. But I can still remember, and I was telling Amanda about this when when I applied for the principal's job. And I remember getting the phone call that I had uh, been given the job. I remember, cr- you know, it sounds crazy, but I remember crying almost. Because I, in my mind, I never would be coach Sherwood would again. And, you know, my identity had always been in athletics and being coach. And that had been something that had been very big for me. But, you know, we did seek God's guidance and wanted it to be His will, whether it came through at the time And I guess it was really God's will for it to all take place like it did. But, you know, I end up being principal. And then now, um, this probably will be my last year in education. Uh, That's going to be a thing. I was telling Amanda, but I really feel a peace about it. I want this to be a great year, and I'm working as hard as I ever have to make it that way for our kids at school, our teachers, and, uh, you know, our staff uh, that's involved there. But... It, it's also a scary thing when you can talk about seeking God's direction, seeking mm-hmm. His guidance. You know, we're both at the latter part of our career, and what, you know, what is that going to lead to? But you can't just talk about having faith. You've got to be able to put it into action.
0: Right, and you know, God tells us over and over again in the Bible to trust in Him, and in particular, we were looking today at the Scriptures and Proverbs. In chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it clearly says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So, I mean, we're so guilty of we lean on our own knowledge, what we know and how we think we can fix situations or navigate situations. But he says to lean on him. He also says in chapter 12, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So, I mean, how many times have, have we thought that, oh, this is the way to go because, you know, we know all about it, but we were just being foolish because it sounded right in our own minds, but it was foolish.
1: Yeah, and I, and in, in that scripture that you talk about, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all. Thy heart you know he doesn't say give him a portion of it like we talked about prioritizing hey it's only about buying this car i'm not going to bother god with about whether we should buy this car we might want to talk to him about what doctor that our child needs to see Mm -hmm. god please lead me for the right specialist to this or that we we think about those if you've got a someone in your family dealing with cancer or different things you want the very best so you're going to be praying about those things it's the little things that I tend to not bring God in, and, and I need to do a better job of it. And I would like to tell you, we've learned valuable lessons over the years. And as we were sitting here, I told Amanda we were planning for this. I said, well, we're a lot better nowadays than we were. And she said, uh, are you serious? Because And she gave me some examples, and I thought, well, in my mind, I thought we were better. <laughs> no,
0: but, um, we're not any better. We're still very impulsive. I yeah. mean, listen to the broadcast here. Ex- yes.
1: Exactly, um, but you know, it said, "Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways." Acknowledge Him. It doesn't say in part of our ways. And so, again, my biggest advice to everyone is: is we do need to be in prayer. We need to be in our study, and seek God's direction in our lives. Uh, you know, we've had the funny stories about some of the trips and some of the things that we've done. But a lot of times, um, you know, we fail to do that. And so I just encourage you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, God's really given us a map. I mean, we have a road map if we'll just use it. And so as silly as it sounds, even, even though we thought we knew what we were doing, going to our honeymoon destination, you know, if we had had a map, we would have been so much better off if we had just followed the map. And the same way in our Christian lives and our marriages, if we'll just follow the directions that God has given us, um, it will be so much easier.
1: Well, one thing, uh, and then we'll be closing here today, one thing that I've always said, a lot of times where I'm principal and was a coach at, it's a small, like a rural school, and we haven't experienced uh, any state championships So it's kind of hard to understand what the greatness is on the other end if you've never won a championship. Last year, our girls went to the uh, finals of the state championship. Mm -hmm. Seeing that was amazing. If we'd actually won that, it really would have been, and I said what I've always told them before, if we could take them to the championship and see what it's like and then work our way backwards, I think it would give us a good direction knowing where we were actually going and be able to go back. We do know that. We know how everything ends in the Bible. We understand what heaven is like. We need to be able to work our way backwards and let all of our our decisions and things help point us in the direction for the Lord. And so um, as we close today, uh, again, be in prayer for what God has in store for Amanda and I both in the future. And uh, we pray for you that God will lead you and guide you. That's right. Thank y'all.